Oh boy. Hi. <laughs> Let me just set this up quickly. That fell off. Not wanting to. Hello everyone. Hi. That's really close to my face. Look really close to my face. We don't we don't need that kind of attention. It's Monday. We don't need that kind of attention. <laughs> How's everyone doing? If you're here, say hi. Um, I'm actually waiting for a really special guest to join me today. And I'm actually so excited for just to have a conversation with her and not only to have a conversation with her, but for you guys to meet her because she's really, really cool. So hi, there she is, the ADHD mommy. So exciting. I'm gonna wait for her to ask to join. Come on in, ADHD mommy. I'm going to set up all my drinks around me quickly. Like, I don't know, I don't know what kind of person you are, but I like multiple drinks going at once. Uh, water, obviously, always. Um, if you request, there she is. Hi, hi, hi. If you're here, say hi. Tell me how your weekend was. Tell me how your Monday's going. It's like midday for some of us. Hey, there she is. Hey. <laughs> How are you? Oh, I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. <laughs> um, I'm wondering, can you let me know if my audio is cutting in or out? Just because I have my little like heater going on over there, and sometimes that makes the audio cut out. So am I good or? You're good. I can hear you fine. Uh, cool. Hey, so nice <laughs> to see your face. I miss seeing your face. Yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> How are you? Um, I'm doing pretty good, actually. Amazing. So I want to like just give you a quick little introduction quickly and let everybody know who you are, what we're doing. Um, so Cami is the ADHD mommy and I think the name pretty much says it all but I'm going to let you kind of get into that a little bit in a bit but I love Cami like she you know I always tell people when people are asking me like, can I do this? Like, can I, is this going to be possible for me? Like, I don't have a lot of time. And I, I swear, I always use you as an example. I'm like, man, like <laughs> we got Cammy, the ADHD mommy in there and like what she does with the minimal time that she has and like trying to understand and implement with like ADHD and having kids at home. Like if she can crush it, like anybody can crush it. Right? <laughs> So you're always like top of mind for me. I gotta say, like people probably know you before coming into our community a lot. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, she's one of our Design to Scale community members. She's just fantastic. I mean, you have such an amazing energy and light about you. Um, and I just want to share that with everyone today and then just talk a little bit about your journey so far so hi hey. <laughs> do you want to live in you are too nice i swear <laughs> no give cammy some love guys she's the best honestly and if you haven't followed her yet go follow her the adhd mommy you will find her like amazing tips on everything like obviously 80 um, moms with ADHD but like just life in general I feel like a lot of the okay. tips that you <laughs> give to people are so like I can even use you know so oh yeah, yeah. it's it's productivity period really 
Like, I always say, like, even when I was a teacher, like, I would always say that, like, if you help your lowest student, like, the one that's struggling the most, then you help your highest student. So, like, the stuff that helps people with ADHD is going to help neurotypicals as well. I love it. So you were a teacher before? Yes. I taught first grade. <laughs> I did not know this. How did I not know this? <laughs> I, I feel like I've mentioned it before. Was it just like eons ago? Does it feel like it was eons ago for you? It feels like it was eons ago, but it really wasn't that long ago. <laughs> no. <laughs> so you were a teacher, grade one teacher. And mm -hmm. okay, so tell me, a let's break it down a little bit. So grade one teacher, um, did you stop teaching because you had the little guy or what? what was the process of that? Um, I stopped teaching because of, because of undiagnosed ADHD. Um, I was struggling a lot with all the behind the scenes stuff of teaching. Like I was great at teaching the kids. I was terrible at the management of time and paperwork. So, um, I got really hassled by my principal. I was not at a good school. Let's put it that I was not at a good school. And I got really hassled by administration, and eventually, like, I kind of had a meltdown and quit. So, oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. So you're just like, no, this it was, is like, I can't. It was a very ADHD thing to do. <laughs> is that <laughs> when so we get overwhelmed and frustrated? The first, our first thought is, okay, let's just quit and go on to something more interesting and easier. Oh, that's interesting. I wonder if I have a slight touch of it. I'm just joking. Sometimes I just want to do that. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm not trying to diagnose myself. By any means. Um, <laughs> oh, that's interesting. I, I, I didn't know that part of your story, which I absolutely love to understand because I think there's probably a lot of people out there who are undiagnosed, right? Who mm -hmm. have those kinds of characteristics. Like when things get way too tough, they yeah. just want to go off. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. It is physically painful for us when things get hard or boring it is physically painful for us and like so we find an outlet and we get out of it we either quit or we just stop doing things like we have a tendency to look lazy because we just will get overwhelmed or bored and then we'll just start doing something entertaining um and then it looks like we're avoiding or um just being lazy and we're not it's like it's physically painful to try and do that thing that's why I like we all get very frustrated when somebody says you know just just do it just try harder because we literally can't like we can't <laughs> and so is this just from like is this from an undiagnosed ADHD standpoint or is this from just an ADHD standpoint in general it is an ADHD standpoint in general. Um, once you are diagnosed, you can find healthier ways to <laughs> get through things. But like <laughs> when you're undiagnosed, yeah, yeah, you typically will just, you know, quit the job and go to the new one, you know, um, drop the idea and go to the new one. Um, yeah, it's because it's boring and it hurts. Like my daughter was just telling me the other day that she has to watch a um, TED Talk or something for her video game development class. And she's like, it was so boring it hurt she was like my chest just felt so tight and i was like yeah <laughs> interesting yeah so you probably have a lot of compassion for your kids going through that because 
you understand. Mm -hmm. Yep. So, okay, so you were grade one teacher. How long were you a grade one teacher before you just burnt it? I'm just going to call it as it is, burnt it all down. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Only a couple years. Only okay. a couple years. So how was schooling then, Cammy? Like, how was it to go through schooling and stuff? Um, <laughs> I laugh because um, the first time I went to school, like college, um, I was 18. Okay. I did not graduate with my bachelor's until I was 30 something. <laughs> it was 2016, 27, something like that. Really? And so that mm -hmm. was just like trying to go back and like, what was the process? Were you just like having a hard time stopping, going back? Like, it was constantly going back. And one, I switched my major about 20,000 times because okay. it would get boring. Um, two, like if it got too hard and I couldn't just like coast through it, then I would just quit. Like, I also didn't understand why for me, it seemed like it was so much harder to get basic things done than it was for everybody else. And like I said, I was still undiagnosed at the time. So it was like, I didn't understand why everybody else seemed like they could just go home and study and they could just do these things. Even my friends who had kids. And I'm just like, I don't understand why I can't do what you're doing. It doesn't make sense. But eventually I figured it out. So it was a struggle. It was really hard. Interesting. Wow. Um, I just like, I just love hearing the process, right? Because sometimes we talk a lot about, you know, how we're getting through it now and stuff. But it's so cool to, not cool, because I'm sure it's really painful for you <laughs> during that time. But it's yeah. kind of neat to be able to see, you know, the bird's eye view of like, someone who was going through it and that process. And so you were undiagnosed through this whole period, right? I'm guessing. Mm -hmm. yeah. At what point yes. did you get diagnosed with ADHD? I got diagnosed shortly after we moved here to Missouri. So, um, I was planning on getting another teaching job while we were in Texas. So I quit my job, but I could immediately go get another one if I wanted, like I knew people. Um, but we ended up moving here to Missouri. So I'm not certified in Missouri. Uh, while I was here and I was going through some processes, um, some things came up even back when I first um, quit the job and I was talking to a therapist and things, cause it was, I thought, you know, anxiety and depression and that's why I quit. And like, she was the first one who was just like, maybe you have ADHD. Like, doesn't your daughter have ADHD? And I was like, yeah. And she's like, it runs in families. So like, I brushed it off then. But when we got here, like, I was running into the same issues. And I was just like, maybe. So I looked into it. And the more I looked into it, the more I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That's me. Were you just like nodding your head every time? Like, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so did, did you finally get diagnosed with that therapist? Um, no, I had a different therapist because I had already moved here to Missouri. Um, and I went and I was just like, can I get evaluated? And we went through a whole battery of testing. So I had to get IQ tests and all this stuff. It was kind of cool. But um, yeah, that's how I found out. So interesting. And so how old were you then? 35. Wow. And do you think you were struggling with this like your whole life? Like now that you look back, do you think this is? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like I even think back to 
think it was elementary, yes, elementary school. And I hated math with like a passion, right? And I thought I was just bad at math. And then I had this teacher, Miss Lord, who sat down with me and taught me a different way to look at math. Like, so she got me to focus and made it interesting, right? And then after that, I was in advanced math for the rest of my time in school. So that simple thing there should have like screamed to everyone that I had ADHD because she sat down and made it interesting. As soon as she made it interesting, I could do it. Got you. And so, okay, so you're probably struggling with this like 35. I'm about to turn 35 this month, next week. And I can only imagine, like, I got diagnosed with something when I was 28. Um, mm -hmm. And my mom thinks I was, like, now that I look back, it makes a lot of sense. I was like, yeah, okay, that makes a lot of sense. But doesn't it just feel like a huge weight is lifted off your shoulders? Like, although you're like, man, I wish I knew this way back mm -hmm. then. But you can kind of breathe a little bit because you're like, this explains a lot and I could be more kind with myself and be less harsh on myself, right? Oh yeah, it, it was a bittersweet moment. It was like, I cried joy and like frustration because I was like, if I had known sooner, what could I have been, right? So I kind of had to mourn that piece of myself that like, you know, what could have been kind of thing. Um, and for all I know, it could have worked out exactly the same. Who knows, right? But at the end of the day, like, it was really, like, I was sad. But I was happy because now I had a name. I had answers. And, like, I could tailor things better to work with my unique brain. So I love that. I love that you say it that way, my unique brain. Like, there's nothing wrong with your brain. Like, it might feel like in the moment... Of course, when we don't know it and we're fighting against it, of course, it's going to feel like there's something wrong, right? But, like, I love that mm -hmm. you just said, like, my unique brain, because that makes it so special in a way, right? Because you gotta, you've got to take care of it. You've got to tailor it. You've, you've, you've got to work with it in a specific way. And there's nothing wrong with that, right? It's the same thing exactly. for high-functioning, like, type A people or creatives, right? Mm -hmm. Creatives need, like, that alone time, that space to create. So I'm, I'm guessing it's somewhat very similar to the unique yes. brain situation that you're talking about. Okay, so now I'm curious. So what shifted? Like, the moment this went <laughs> out, like, what shifted? So uh, everything. I don't, I don't, I don't want to, like, blast your age but 35 how many years ago oh i'm five with my age okay. <laughs> i am 38 now okay <laughs> so. three years, three years. Okay. Mm -hmm. so, so last, um what changed right away and like what has been the journey in the last three years one of the first things was realizing that what i had done in my life was amazing um to get to the point that i was at even like that was a miracle considering I had the undiagnosed condition and I was being treated like I just had anxiety and depression and like just recognizing that I was a marvel. I was a miracle. I did those things all on my own without knowing anything. So that was the first thing. And then um, me having ADHD meant I had to deep dive on what that meant. So I hyper-focused, <laughs> and I read everything I could find. 
I, you know, really like dove into it. And I realized just how much I had even been helping my students who um, had ADHD in my classes just because I had it, even though I didn't know, like the way I did things helped them so much. And it was just, I started to see all the little things that helped me get to where I was. And I wanted to share that with other people. I wanted to teach other moms how to use those routines and habits that I had built to get there, to get there with me. I love it. Yeah, I love that you turned something that could have been detrimental into something positive and you celebrated yourself like, wow, I can't believe I did all that. Like knowing what I know now about myself, I can't believe that I was able to accomplish all that. And we kind of do tend to stick, like gravitate towards the people that remind us of ourselves, right? Like, especially the little kids, I'm sure you could probably see a lot of yourself in them, right? And so it's funny that you were able to help them without even realize that like you were helping them in a specific way. So that's really mm -hmm. awesome. So did it feel like for you, at this point, so now you've you've moved from Texas. You're in Missouri. You're not qualified, or is, am I saying that right? Uh, you're not. It's certified. I don't have a certification yeah. here. <laughs> certified in Missouri, so it's different state to state in the U.S. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. Good thing. See, I don't I don't know that it's different in Canada from province to province. So that's interesting. Uh, I could be wrong for any of my teacher friends that are on here. I'm sorry. Speak <laughs> on <laughs> on your behalf. So you moved from Texas to Missouri and you know, you had quit that teaching job. You're not certified in Missouri. Was there ever a thought process that you wanted to get recertified or were you just like, Yeah, that was my, that was my first thought when I came here was go ahead and transfer my certification. It's a process, but it can be done. Um, but Shortly after we moved here, um, like things were kind of a mess for my kids. And I realized like I didn't want to go back into teaching right then and there because it's way too time consuming. So I started looking for other avenues um, so I could stay home and be there for them. Wow, that's huge. So what did you first want to do? Um, first, <laughs> I'm, I'm so like classic ADHD sometimes. But anyway, <laughs> like, I had like 20 different business ideas and I tried to do them all at once. So <laughs> I mean, no one's experienced that, have they? Like, I don't know ADHD, but I'm pretty sure I've experienced that myself. <laughs> I think as the entrepreneur bug hits you, like, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do this, and we're going to do it all. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yes, I was going to do everything all at once. Like, I was like, I need to learn how to code. Well, I used to know how to code. Like, I learned C++ back in, like, high school. Oh. Um, and, <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I'm totally going to, like, relearn how to code. I'm going to, like, build a whole, like, video game or whatever like I had this video game idea and like I was like oh yeah I'm gonna do like graphic design and like I'm gonna like I'm gonna write a book and I'm gonna <laughs> like I literally went like all these different angles it was insane <laughs> like, not 
not even close to like from they're not graphic design to book like such they're not related they're yeah. not related. <laughs> like such polar opposites but anyways yeah yeah <laughs> so did you try any of those or are they just like fleeting ideas um i took a couple of classes on like coding which i'm glad i did because i took like my thing is trying to fall out. hold on <laughs> um i took um a couple classes on coding which i took html and um css which i'm so glad i did because i ended up in that blogging sphere so <laughs> i knew a little bit um and then I was like, you know, this is like too much. I don't feel like learning this right now. So <laughs> then I moved over to, I spent a month doing NaNoWriMo, which is National Novel Writers Month. Um, and I did the whole month and I wrote like a whole bunch of chapters in my novel. And then I got bored of that. So then I, I really stuck with the writing part though. I've always been a writer. Um, so that's when I got into the whole, well, maybe I should start a blog. And I wanted to talk about ADHD and specifically moms with ADHD because I was looking for resources for moms with ADHD at that time when I was looking for something to do at home, right? Um, I was also looking for resources for moms with ADHD because like it's really hard to be a stay-at-home mom when you have ADHD there's no structure you have to create your own structure and um there was no resources so I was like um yeah let's fix that so I can just that's imagine, this... like exactly what you're saying like no structure of a stay-at-home mom or any kind of mom really like you never know you think you think you know what your day is going to look like, but, you know, you're on your kid's schedule, really. If one doesn't mm -hmm. want to sleep, one gets sick, you think they're at school, something happens at school, you got to go pick them up. Like, okay. that could throw, I'm sure, that would throw me for a loop. I could just imagine someone with a unique brain with ADHD could be thrown into such a bigger loop as well, right? So, mm -hmm. yep. so you're searching for all these things, you can't find anything, so you start blogging. Mm -hmm. And and what was the focus of the blog? Like, just to give support, give value? Like, did you have an intention with the blog? Or was it just like, I'm going to put my stuff out there and try to help as many moms as possible? It was just trying to build, like, resources for moms with ADHD. Because, like, I couldn't find it. I looked hard and I couldn't find it. So I was like, I'm just going to build it myself then. Um, and that's really where it started. And, like, I didn't even really have a plan, per se. And I knew I wanted to focus on moms. I knew I wanted to focus on moms ADHD. But I had no idea what from there where I was going with it. It was just, I just want to help in any way that I can. Yeah, I think, you know, I think that's how every really great entrepreneur falls, not falls into this, but, like, creates their business is, like, they want to be of service so badly uh, that they just want to help however they can. And it's never really a point of, hey, I'm going to start this and make millions of dollars. It's like, hey, I really need to help people out there. Like, I understand them so passionately. I've been there. Like, I've 
haven't been happy with the stuff that I found online. Like I need to be the voice of reason for them type of thing. And for those okay. of you just joining in, I'm just going to kind of recap a little bit of what we've talked about. So Cami, the ADHD mommy is here with us today. And she's, we, so far we've talked about her journey of, you know, going through life, not being passionate about things. She quit her teaching job because like it was, the structure was really hard for her. It was so painful in her body. She just quit it and moved to a whole other state, didn't have a job, but got diagnosed with ADHD at 35 years old. So was undiagnosed for 35 years of her life. Um, and so if you're just tuning in and joining us now, go listen to the beginning of this because the story is just incredible. And it maybe this relates to you, maybe it doesn't, maybe you know someone that this could help. So that's just a recap. So now we're sitting here, Cammie, <laughs> You want, you started a blog, you wanted all the things, but you started a blog with people just to help to give resources to moms, specifically moms with ADHD. Tell me what happened after that. What started happening when you started blogging? Um, first, like I got, like, I got a lot of, um, like readers, like really fast, which threw me off because I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> Like, you know, you go into it, especially, like, I had joined, um, oh my gosh, I just forgot the name of it, because brain, but, um, <laughs> I joined one of those blogging things, like, way back when I first started, and, like, the first thing I do is, like, set your expectations low, basically, they're like, you know, it's gonna be a hard grind, you know, it's slow going, and, you know, and then, like, I started it, and, like, I had tons of people reading, like, really fast, <laughs> and I was just, like, oh, and everything, everybody had, like, really nice things to say, they either had really nice things, or they were, like, really rude, and, like, out of the blue, <laughs> and it was, like, okay, so more of this, and more of this, and I just kept going, and, um, I ended up, um, joining a the the mastermind with Faith, and like um, from there, like I really learned how to create content that I wanted to create, and like that like was really good for my people. Figuring out who my people were, <laughs> um, yeah. But like it it took off like quickly, randomly, and then I had a baby, and like <laughs> it was a hot mess. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because it was like so so all this was going on i started my blog while i was pregnant with noah okay. um and Cutest like little guy ever guys like, <laughs> yeah I'm he's napping right now thank god no he's napping let's let him nap because he's okay, seething okay. and he's cranky okay. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah but like, while I was pregnant with him, like, was when I first started everything, and I had, I knocked out, I think, 25, 30 um, blog posts in, like, a couple months, <laughs> and I had those all up there, and, like, I was getting tons of people coming to the blog, and I had, like, real engagement on my email list and everything, but, like, I had it um, figure out, like, really what I was about yet and when I got when I actually went to the hospital and had him like I had a very very hard time um when he was a newborn and post-surgery because I had to have a c-section um so like everything kind of 
fell off. Um, and I thought it was just like over at that point, but it wasn't. <laughs> it was just a new, like, so a couple things I do want to touch on for those. I didn't want to, um, I didn't want to stop you anyways, but the blog mastermind you're talking about was Faith Mariah. Faith Mariah, for any of mm -hmm. you who are thinking of wanting to start a blog or interested in it or struggling with it, check her out. She's unreal. Um, and so another thing too is, so you started this, did you know, like, did you know, was it before you were pregnant or while you were pregnant, you started the blog? It was while I was pregnant. Okay. Um, I had, my thought was like, oh, okay, I can like knock out a bunch of stuff while I'm like pregnant. And then, you know, once I have him, then like I'll have all this stuff all set up and like, it'll be fine. And that's not how it works. <laughs> not even close. <laughs> yeah, you know what they say, right? I've heard this a bunch of times and I actually laugh about it now, but it's like, if you want to make God laugh, make plans. He's just like, whoa, you think that's how it's going to go? Like, no. Yeah. Um, best laid plan. Yeah. <laughs> and so it makes sense, right? Uh, ADHD mom, you know, you kind of have, you finally have created systems and structures in place for your life that works for you. In comes a baby, which throws mm -hmm. everything out the window. <laughs> yeah. Not only in comes a baby, you have a C section, so you can't even like, you can't even function properly for the first, what yeah. is it, four weeks, two weeks? weeks mm -hmm. it, it actually this was the longest recovery period i've ever had this is my fourth child and all of them have been c-sections and this one was the longest recovery period it took me eight weeks to get back on my feet mm -hmm. and feel like a human being yeah and you're a stay-at-home mom so you're home by yourself yes yeah yep. how old are the how old are your other kids cammy like are they able to help or like um <laughs> you would think they'd be able to help but um <laughs> My oldest, like, I, my oldest, she has ADHD, too. And one of the things about ADHD is it's a developmental delay. So um, while she is 16 right now, she really is more the maturity level of, like, a 13-year-old. Um, so while she's somewhat mature in some ways, like, she she was not baby ready until he was a little bit older than that. So yeah, not much help yeah, there. A, a jolt for her too, right? Like something mm -hmm. new she has to get accustomed to and get used to. <laughs> I could just imagine I'm laughing because I know you're laughing now too because you're out of it. But like I can only mm -hmm. imagine how hectic and chaotic that was for you. So. Eight, so you, you've started this blogging business, you now have another child. And so like, you're really stay at home now because you got a baby. Mm -hmm. So like, yes. so, like <laughs> you're on, you are on full mom. So what happened? Mm -hmm. um, so I kind of just, I almost let it kind of fall away for a while. Um, seasons of life, you know, so but I was, like, shocked and loved the fact that when I did decide to finally, like, come out of my hole and start posting again and emailing out again, like, people re-engaged pretty quickly. And 
it still like to this day kind of shocks me that they re-engage so quickly because I'm like like who am I I like came out of nowhere like six months ago like <laughs> you know and it just I don't know it blew my mind that people re-engage so quickly but they did and um I had decided you're so lovable so approachable but you know what I mean I think you nailed it already saying there was absolutely no resources out there for ADHD moms like you probably have a lot of resources I'm guessing you probably have a lot of resources when it comes to kids and dealing with ADHD kids and stuff like that but I'm sure the topic of for adults is different and not only adults but like moms and stay at home moms. Okay. it's a very limited pool of resources right so yeah yeah and you being who you are and so gentle and kind and loving and like I can see why people would be so attached to you right away so they can't they they re-engage very quickly and it was it was nice so and at that point like while I was struggling and having like my my 16 year old but she was like what 15 at the time um like i was having her like cook dinners and like <laughs> um all kinds of stuff it was crazy and like uh but during that time i was like once i get back on my feet like this has to work i decided that it was going to work that i was going to make it work um because like even when i would just reach out a little bit like send an email or something and i get such warmth back from people and just like like they needed me you know so I was like I have to make this work and I'm going to make this work and that's what I've been doing since <laughs> making it work because shortly after I came back to um really working on my business again is when I found you guys <laughs> so you joined design to scale when did you join again it was early this I think it was March it was March okay was so March yeah. And at end of Q1, pretty much. So March of this year. And so were you making any sales before with the blogging or was it just purely resources and like, was there any money? Yeah, I had, I had this little like mini ebook that I put out, which is basically just like um, a like planning framework that I created. Um, uh oh, he's waking up. <laughs> you might get to see him after all. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, it was just this plan planning framework that I created that had a little workbook with it, and it was like $11. And I just put it out there, and I would get little trickle income from that this like the whole time. So I did have that. So you joined Design to Scale. You already had a really great idea of who you were working with. Um, mm -hmm. That was that was easy for you, right? So what really helped you with design to scale in terms of like, first of all, let me just paint the picture for you guys. Cami, stay at home mama for brand new baby, right? Brand new baby. Mm -hmm. I most with adult ADHD. Well, you've had ADHD your whole life, but finally diagnosed a couple of years before then and just wants to help other moms trying to create systems and stuff in their lives so that they don't feel like they're going crazy. So you make the decision, this has to change. I got to make something of this. You join design to scale. What were your first couple of steps in design to scale that really started moving the needle forward for you? 
So first off, just having everything on Kajabi. Oh my god. <laughs> I made my life I so much easier. Someone with ADHD having everything on one platform must be. <laughs> I never even thought of that, but yeah, for sure. Because it, I had to learn so many different platforms. It was so frustrating, and it was like, and it was boring, <laughs> and boring hurts, and I didn't want to do it. <laughs> so it was great to put everything in one spot, and I was like, now I can just do what I need to do and it wasn't so much of like I have to figure out how to do this over here and then make this connect to here and like oh that was the first thing and then um actually like the branding portion like I already had a bit of a brand um like I had had my logo and everything but like I really liked how you guys broke down the whole brand brand board and all that stuff and like how do you want your customer to feel and like <laughs> and all of that, I never really yes I never really thought about it though and I was like oh how do I want them to feel you know? <laughs> so easy. and like yeah it made everything kind of like just streamlined and it was just so everything was easier all the templates all the like so much easier <laughs> yeah. and I could do everything in shorter periods of time like I was doing everything was taking a really long time before and once I joined design skill the very first thing that really like blew my mind was like I can do everything in such a shorter period of time yeah yeah and that's I'm sure that that's because of a couple things one the way that we've designed the program where it's like kind of bite-sized chunks you do have a couple like longer overview videos but the action steps needed are all pretty small chunks and you can follow along quickly and easily. they're very ADHD friendly by the way <laughs> maybe that's a marketing is Corlin still on here that's a way to market like ADHD friendly <laughs> I'm because sure we can't do those long videos we'll get bored like I, yeah and i get bored so yeah. the longer ones i actually will like listen to on like 1.5 speed because yeah. i can't yeah <laughs> okay so bite-sized chunks you're loving it this and that you join in march when did you start making money in design to scale um in june june right yes june that's actually really good considering you got a newborn baby in the house. How uh, mom of four, um, not only do you have ADHD, but your daughter, your eldest daughter has ADHD and you know, just a small, I remember you would just have like sometimes 20 minutes a day, sometimes 30 minutes a day, sometimes an hour a week, but you were mm -hmm. really utilizing that time very yes. well. I remember that clearly. I remember you showing up on the calls, little Noah's all over you or whatever. Like you showed up for yourself. You made the time. Mm -hmm. So June rolls around and what happens? I did a launch and it was great because I think you guys had like just rolled out the uh, the launch plan. Oh, yeah. and. <laughs> And if you remember, like, I had tried to do one when I first joined, because that was my plan in joining was to move everything to Kajabi and launch this um, membership that I wanted to do, right? And I needed the Kajabi platform is what I thought. 
in order to do it. And it was like, okay, so you guys are going to teach me how to use Kajabi, and then I'm just going to do this launch, and everything's going to be great. And it was like an epic failure, and mostly because like it wasn't even what I really wanted to do. <laughs> because when we started talking about it like afterwards and I was like so sad and depressed and I'm like oh like nobody bought and nobody likes me and it's horrible and um then I remember talking to you guys about it and you were like why are you trying to do a membership like you seem stressed just thinking about it like why are you trying to do all these things and you were like couldn't you do something like just like a course or something like and when we started talking about it you were like your whole face changed and I was like it did <laughs> yeah and that's the power of the support I don't think you know I think everybody says like oh x amount of support or all oh, this and that but we're in design to scale every day supporting people but also on calls twice a week ongoing like it's just it's what we do Tuesdays and Thursdays, we're on calls supporting our community. And for this exact reason, there's so many people that think that this is a good idea. And there's a lot of programs out there that will not allow you to see what works for you and what doesn't. I mean, sometimes we need to learn the hard lessons on our own, but the ability to come have be coached, have that support, kind of work through those things with, okay. with people is invaluable i think personally yes that, that is exactly how i felt about it it's like <laughs> it was priceless like worth triple what i paid for it so <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean and even today so you joined in march even mm -hmm. today, you could hop into the program and you can hop into the calls and be like hey listen i'm ready let's go i want to do something different and we will we will walk you through we will walk through it with you right mm -hmm. we, will support mm -hmm. you and we will check everything out so june rolls around you're not launching the membership anymore thank god <laughs> yeah god. we know, moved on from that <laughs> you go through the infinite launch plan mm -hmm. what happens i made my um i guess webinar workshop whatever you want to call it <laughs> and um Actually, I got some help from Faith on that one, too. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, like, between, yes, between um, you and Coraline and Faith, but I really, like, I rocked <laughs> that <laughs> workshop because, like, everybody who came to the workshop live bought. Like, I rocked. I love the confidence in that. I, not even like, I did really good. I rocked. Okay, okay. <laughs> and you had a sold out launch, didn't you? Yep. Yep. Crushed it. And then some. But like, I ended up with like two or three people like right after the launch. So like, I had sold out and then it was like, like, they came and they're like, can I get in still? And I'm like, well, yeah, I got to raise the price on you, but yes. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And so, and I actually remember us having a conversation maybe, I don't know if it was the month or the week before, and I think it was the conversation of the membership and the failed launch and the this and the that, mm -hmm. um, to, like, you actually having, I remember the live that you did in the group like of that first sale and like of the people coming through and you were like just so beside yourself like oh my god like this actually works yeah and, and 
I, I need everybody to understand, anyone who's on this call is listening to this afterwards, who's going to be listening to it on the podcast, like, we're going to have those failed launches. And we have people in our community right now that like, have failed launches, like we don't promise that everything's going to be 100% because you need to find your own path, right? You need to find your own path, you need to find your own way. You need to understand what your people want. But a lot of times we do things because maybe we've seen someone else do it. And we think, oh, that looks so easy for them. I'm going to do it as well, right? And like you said, when you were talking about the membership, you were like, you were just so drained even thinking about it. I don't even think people mm -hmm. understand what goes into running a membership. It's a lot of admin work. And it makes sense now understanding how you struggled being a teacher with all the admin side of work, like a membership would have just been a disaster. Yes, it would have been a hot mess. Hot mess. Yeah, you would have, thrown, you would have burned the, burn the phone, burn the phone, don't want it anymore. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> Throw my laptop out, don't want it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we have that, right? And, and, and the reason we have that is because we're either trying to do something that we think is going to work that's very out of alignment with ourselves, or, you know, we're just, we're just kind of like going for it. And it happens. But there's always that breakthrough afterwards. And you, the ADHD mommy, like, I'm always <laughs> so proud of you, like, four kids at home, one little baby really rough transition, newly diagnosed with ADHD, sells out her first launch. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the big yep. <laughs> Yeah, it's still like, when I think about it, I'm just like, I can't believe that even happened. <laughs> yeah. It yeah. feels surreal. Like I said, when anybody asks me, like, I'm not even lying. When anybody asks me, like, yeah, do you think I could do this? And I'm like, listen. Our girl Cammy, like, <laughs> if Cammy can do it with like the little amounts of time that she has, right? I know your time is very, very precious and very, very minimal. Not, not that you don't have any time, but the time that you can actually take to, you know, really focus and focus mm -hmm. and and integrate, right? So, if she can do it if she can take 15 minutes a day an hour a week you can do it right oh yeah do it so you drew the line in the sand you're like hey i'm making this work it's working where are we sitting now cammy what's happening in your life now so yeah yeah it, it kind of a mess again but <laughs> not really not really because like re-engagement is is really quick um and i actually have a team member now so <laughs> it's not just me anymore i have help <laughs> and um and yeah we are working on a game plan i have been talking about launching which i haven't even mentioned my program name this whole time like that's weird i always mention it <laughs> Oh, drop it. So I am going to be launching Slayer ADHD Day again pretty soon. Um, but really, I wanted to make it very evergreen. So I am working with the people who are already on my email list, who are already following me, and 
um, I am just kind of like, hey, so I'm doing these things. <laughs> and getting them to um, to know that it's always there whenever they're ready, because that is another thing for us with ADHD. Like, I know it is, it can be hard to make a decision in the moment because we're always afraid that we're being too impulsive because we have impulsivity issues. So we're trying to stop being impulsive and then we overthink it. So <laughs> I just want to let everybody know it's there. You can come in at any time. It is evergreen. Um, and then I have been trying to figure out. Yeah, let's yeah. shout it out one more time. Slay your ADHD day, which I absolutely yeah. love. Okay. <laughs> for and this this is specifically for moms with ADHD. So specifically yes. um, so while it can work for everyone, and I have had a couple people come to me and be like, Can I even like join? I'm like, Yes, you can join if you are not a mother. It will still work for you. <laughs> but I do have some very specific things for moms in there because um it is specifically to help moms with ADHD create routines and habits that are going to help them manage their ADHD and be able to do more of the things that they need to do um, because we just struggle with all the needs <laughs> versus what we want to do. So you will be able to manage your ADHD a lot better with just the simple habits and routines that I have and I help you create your own. It's not even like I'm giving you this structure. I'm helping you create your own structure because everybody's brain is unique. Everybody's. Like, even though we all have ADHD, our ADHD looks different from the next person's. Yeah. So we have to figure out what works best for our unique brains. And I just give you the skills to create your own structures. Love that. I love that. I think that's so important. And maybe we can let them know. So this is going to be evergreen now, meaning if anybody's watching this and doesn't understand what evergreen means, it just means that you will be able to join whenever you want. It's not going to be an open door close. And I'm sure that, you know, a mom running a business with ADHD is probably a lot easier for you too. <laughs> Is there any kind of support? So you're actually, you know, you're showing them the systems, strategies and stuff to implement routines into their lives and work and so mm -hmm. that they can do it. But is there any kind of ongoing support just in case anyone's wondering? Oh, yes. So I do a weekly coaching call and I do weekly body doubling. In fact, when we get off of this call, I will probably be going straight to body doubling. <laughs> Love it. Um, so, yeah, we do like two two and a half hours is what it's at right now of body doubling where you just hop on the call. We talk and we do stuff like we just get stuff done. Um, and for anybody who doesn't know, body doubling is in a way, I guess a lot of people know what like co-working is where um, you get, we get on a zoom call and we basically hang out and just do all those things that like we can't do on our own. Like we have resistance to because, um, for whatever reason with the ADHD brain, we always find other people interesting. So we can actually get like those things that like we wouldn't be able to get done on our own done as long as we have somebody else there. Even if they're not even like engaged with us, just having another person there, 
like sometimes I'll just like call my mom and be like, okay, I need to like fold laundry. So I need you to talk to me. Like, <laughs> I'm like really starting to be concerned because I'm like, do I have ADHD? Because I feel like <laughs> that's the only time I can have good conversations with people is like when I'm doing something, not mind numbing, but I have to be doing something. Like I can't just sit there and have a conversation with someone. Mm -hmm. I'm like when I'm working, there's always some kind of noise going on behind me. Like I'm just like, oh, you're kind of blowing my mind right now. <laughs> I, I much prefer the uh, calling it body doubling as opposed to being needy. So <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Maybe body doubling and I work so well together because sometimes we just like, we we used to at least sometimes do we sit on zoom and we start zoning out we don't even talk to each other but just knowing someone yes. else is mm -hmm. doing it like we yep. just crush it yep um, that is body doubling <laughs> interesting i love that okay cool so go check out adhd mommy if you know someone who's a mom or just anybody who struggles with adhd wants to set up simple routines in their lives and get support Cami is your girl. If you're that person, Cami is your girl. I want to leave off with this, uh, Cami. If you had any any advice for anybody who's thinking about joining Design to Scale, what would it be? As long as you have the what a, what word do I want to use? As long as you have the drive, the drive. It's really the drive. Um, and you really, really want to make your business work, then design the scale is for you. So like, hands down. Hands down. Thank you. Yeah, like, it's like anything. You could bring the horse to water, but you can't make them drink. You need to mm -hmm. have the drive and the desire, right? Like, we yeah. pretty much lay it all out there for you, correlated and myself. Like, it's there. And we're there to support oh, yeah. every hundred, like, every way. I always tell people, like, I will match your energy. You bring me 100%, I will bring you 100%. You bring me 20%, I'm going to give you the same amount, right? Like, because at the end of the day, mm -hmm. I can't build your business for you, but I can hold that vision for you while you're working through it. Oh, yeah. And you guys, I mean, y'all lay it out so easily. Like, so easy to follow, so easy to do. As long as that person has the drive and they're ready to do the work then they will rock it like I did so very well said ah thank you so much Cammy, everybody the ADHD mommy please go ahead and follow her this is going to be posted um, on our feeds afterwards. It's also going to be posted on the Design to Scale podcast. So you can share that with people as well, Cammie. I'll, I'll send that out okay. to you. Um, do you want to plug yourself? Do you want to plug yourself at the end real quick? <laughs> yes. So you can follow me at the ADHD Mommy here on Instagram. That is mostly where I am. Also, I do have the blog. It is the ADHDmommy.com. And don't forget that Slayer ADHD Day is always open. I'm always taking calls. You can come see me, subscribe um, from my website, and I will send you nice emails every single day. <laughs> like, I have tons of nice little things that I will tell you. So just really come hang out. I just like to hang out. Cool. Awesome. Well, thanks for hanging out with me today. I mean, your story's just 
absolutely incredible. I feel like I got to know you even more. Like I felt like I knew you quite a bit, but I'm just kind of even more blown away by you now. That makes any sense. Like I just, I'm more of a fangirl. Um, so oh, I, really, thank you. <laughs> I appreciate you spending your time with me today and sharing that. And uh, here's just to more success for the ADHD mommy. This is just the beginning. I can't wait. Thank you. Welcome. (laughs) Bye, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Oh, I don't know how to end this. Oh, here.